All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Photographic Collective Podcast. My name is Jared, and I'm here with my good buddy, Miles. Yep. And we got an episode for you today where we're going to talk about the B word, blogging. Dun, dun, dun. Gross. But we're going to do it in a really cool way because we're going to get to share with you an interview that we did with Aga from PickTime. Tell me a little bit more about that, Miles. Uh, Aga's like this cool Parisian unicorn of a human. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to talk all about it. Okay, the B word doesn't have to be so negative, does it? I know, but that's my... I just... I have this negative context with it. I don't know why. Because blogging can suck. It can, <laughs> it can, that's why, Jared. The negative context comes from the fact that blogging can, cannot be fun. Dude, okay, here's the, here's the thing. I know we have a lot of opinions about this. I'm actually excited to kind of dig into these opinions with you. But before we, before we go there, dude, let's just jump over. Let's let... I have this really cool chat with Aga where she kind of explains okay. her story and who she is. Let's let her set the scene for us. I'm going to change your mind today on blogging. I'm setting... Um, yeah. Prepare your heart. You too, listener. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I have an open mind. Let's go. So those of you guys that don't know, I already gave you guys like a, a little bit of a heads up, but um, I got to tell us for me really quick. Tell us who you are. Like, how, 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 are, you, how are you related to this whole conversation? All right, so I'm Aga. I um, I'm many different things, but uh, I I'm a photographer. I used to have a wedding photography business for about 13 years. Uh, after that, I moved to Paris and I started working for PicTime. And as a kind of natural progression, I take care of the community at PicTime because having worked as a wedding photographer before, it's the world that I really know pretty well at this point. And um, and I think I'm very passionate about creating the connection to the community between the, our company and and the photographers and trying to find ways to um, give you guys some inspiration on how to use our product and also listen to the feedback to bring it back to big time and create a new amazing features for you. So we just launched our blogging feature and. We're really excited about it. And I think, you know, it's a tool like any other one, but you can definitely be creative about how you use it. So I'm really excited to to show you what this is all about. Okay, so let me um let me give everybody like a little bit of a heads up here though as we as we record. Because we've we've talked through uh Aga, you know this obviously, but we're gonna we're gonna probably repurpose a lot of this audio into a podcast as well. Um just because this stuff is too good. And so I love that you so nonchalantly say, like, I'm a photographer as well. Can we just hold for a second and say you're an insane photographer? Your work is absolutely... Well, I, I think it's I think that uh, deserves to be said because a lot of times we're working with brands that will have like a, um, you know, a, a, a community coordinator or somebody, right? That like their job is to make sure that, um, that the brand is growing, but they don't know this industry as intimately as you do. So... Before we go in, because I, I, believe me, I've got, I've got, I've got a thought track here. I promise, I always do. But before we kind of go there, tell us a little bit more about that story, like you as a photographer. Um, sure. So, 
I uh, I don't know how far you want to go back, but let's say that I started, uh, I went into full-time photography when I was about 20, I think, years old, something like that. So two or three I years ago. In, <laughs> yes. I lived in Ireland at the time. So I, I started my business over there uh, with my ex-boyfriend at the time. We worked together for about five years. Then I took over the business five years in. So I, I let that brand for another five years. Uh, and then I decided to move to, to the US. And over there, my kind of photo activity really grew. I started to do a lot of other types of photography, not just weddings, but I continued doing weddings as well. But um, I did a lot of Indian weddings, for example, which was an incredible experience and um, work with video, worked with uh, on different types of events, as well as my personal projects too. And then uh, I was there for about three years. And when I moved to Paris, I had this dilemma, like, do I start yet again <laughs> another wedding brand and build everything from scratch? And I really love shooting weddings. So this was definitely something I was considering. But at that point, my personal work and especially my portrait work developed to the stage uh, that I was really curious to bring that part further and I decided that I'm not going to do wedding photography anymore, which was a hard decision to make because it is um, something that I, like, that I always loved. But I figured that if I keep pouring my energy into wedding photography, I'm not going to be able to kind of find my creative freedom and do something, um, kind of carve my own path with, with the photography. And this is still something photographically that I'm working on as I'm working for pick time, this allows me to have, um, for sure more freedom to create, um, something a little bit more artistic or try different things out and figure out what feels good and really follow my intuition there, uh, which has mainly been about forgetting everything that I've learned before. Uh, because I, I think we learn so much about, fulfilling other people's needs photographically or like especially if we just shoot for the clients all the time to really make the client happy that it's very hard to uh sometimes hear your own voice i think so the past four i think four years that i've been to in paris this has been mostly time for me to listen to that creative voice and like think about like what intuitively i like and i like to shoot so okay, this is a I love it. Answer. It is. It's winding, but but there's a there's a there's a purpose to that though, because again, not only are you a photographer, but you've gone through a lot of the same like kind of battles, just sort of like inner monologue that I think all of us fight, right? Mm -hmm. um, understanding like how how to not just build a successful brand, which is the thing that we talk about all the time, right? It's like there's there's one thing to be like laser focused on just succeeding, but yeah. there's there's a downside to that and and it and it comes out of your creativity it comes out of your your life your your mental health right like and so i love so much that you you had to take some time to find creative balance um and then I it took you say that i found it. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, okay but you're still hunting for it well but i love so much that your journey literally took you around seriously has at this point taken you around the world searching for that okay dude so we're interrupting obviously between a couple of clips i told you though that right? was super like, cool it, she's awesome yeah 
Um, also, her accent is really endearing. It is. I always enjoy when we get to interview people that are overseas that have accents. They're just way more fun to listen to. Okay, but here, let me make a point. Okay, I'm going to make like a general yeah. statement here, and then we're going to get into this blogging thing because what happened over the last few minutes was she told us her whole story. Mm-hmm. Before you knew, you guys listening, before you knew Aga's story, you didn't, there was no, there wasn't value, right? She was just like mm-hmm. my friend from Pick Time. And yeah. now you know her story. Do you see where She's I'm going? She's a real here? person. Are you prepared? Yeah. Are you, you know where I'm going? Now you know her story. And her story gives her context, and that is what a blog is. Oh, my gosh. Because I think a lot of the world has this kind of perspective on blogging that's very, like, 2006 Tumblr era, right? Where it's, like, this heavy, like, oh, man, how, uh, do I have enough keywords in it? Yeah. That, that world's kind of over. Yeah. And so, like, let's let's make... Blogging, mod- what what makes blogging so heavy for you? What is it? That well, I just, I, because I know that it's awesome. I know it's an awesome tool and I love it when you blog and I love reading your blogs, mm-hmm. but it's just getting the, the, the energy and the first step of like actually going to do it. And in the past, it's just been such a chore, you know? And honestly, for me, and that you've really stretched me here. I think a lot of my uh, hesitation is just the writing portion mm-hmm. of knowing, like, I got to get 200 words in there for my SEO to be awesome on this thing. And to think 200 words, I just have never been a good writer. So that that's probably my biggest hang up on it. It's not so much like putting it together and like looking at my awesome images and being proud of it. And I love the telling a story like portion of it, but I think the writing part really pushes me out the door. I I hear you. I think, I think if you were to take those concerns, I hear this from a lot of people about that, right? It was like, I just don't know what to write. I think that's even the harder part for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's not so much how long or whatever. It's just like the, the topic in general. What should I write about? But I think if you were to put that in terms of like people's social media strategy these days, a lot of the anxiety that comes up with like, oh, I, I don't like posting on Instagram anymore because nobody sees it. Mm, right? It's like a waste of time. It's like, exactly, right? So, so the benefit of blogging though is the longevity, at least in mm-hmm. my perspective. It's yeah, like, evergreen, yeah. Yeah, dude, your Instagram disappears right away, right? That's true. But mm-hmm. it feels like if you tell these stories, if you if you have enough respect for for these stories to tell them, then they can live on the internet forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about we have this awesome. So a big part of our company is we do album work, and we have this blog that we, I mean, we probably made that like I don't even know four years ago, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's been a, it's really probably. old. Yeah. yeah, it's really old, but it's super relevant. And every time we get done with the wedding and we go into the album process, I send the bride this blog that shares with them everything they need to know. Um, and so that I think that's that's a great example of uh, a resource that, yeah, we put a lot of time into that, but like we use it all the time. So I guess in that that circumstance, that really does. Yeah, you're just creating. I think you're creating evergreen resources for people via your blog, and and so like we can call it blogging. But let's change. Let's change the verbiage. Yeah, is up a it? Bit. Is it? Yeah, is it kind of like shifting your mindset there of like, 
It's no longer, it's not just like a place for your pictures to live and you to tell a sweet story, but it's a, like a, a resource. And I think maybe you share this in the second part of this uh, clip that we'll share in a second, but uh, I'm just shifting it to where it's more of a resource for people like to give back to them. Uh, 100%. Here's, here's what happened. So, you know, listeners that, 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 that aren't a part of our small groups, this conversation that you guys are listening to, um, not, not, not me and Jared talking, but me and Aga talking, this conversation was streamed live for our, for our small groups uh, as, a, as a part of the PhotoCo education platform. So plug there. If you're not already a member, this is the stuff that you're missing is the opportunity to learn directly from people that are infinitely smarter than Jared and I are. Um, but what I, what I proposed to everybody in there, right, was like, let's come up with five examples of blogs that you could write that have nothing to do with like, you know, Harry met Sally, Sally walked down the aisle to Harry, right? <laughs> yeah, like, so predictable, up, yeah. more creative. Mm. So, so like, I guess in your, your experience, Jared, before we move on, Think about think about how cool it would be for for people who don't realize how much effort, how much work goes into some of the architectural photography that you do. Yeah. For them to be able to have that that context, that behind the scenes, and it not exist solely for like the vanity metrics of likes and comments. Yeah, look right? at me. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that's a. I don't. I feel like that gives a little purpose to it, or more purpose that uh, I can kind of get behind. If I'm knowing that, like, hey, I'm going to do this, but this could actually like bless somebody. Like, I can get, give back um, by this creating this into a resource, not just a blog. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, it's good. So then, before we jump over, then let me let me take that one step further. Then, because here's what ends up happening: is okay. now you decide you're gonna. I, I'm going to be a blogger. My name is Jared Fincher, and I, dang it, I'm going, I'm going to, to put be it a in blogger. my Instagram. I'm a father and a blogger. <laughs> Bro, I dare you. Let's go. Yeah. So, but you decide that this is going to happen, and then what comes next is all of the dumb little hangups, because mm-hmm. it's not as easy to lay out your photos and make them look beautiful to to keyword your photos. Mm-hmm. All of the, the like you mentioned SEO earlier, which is like, man, you said talk about the B word. I think the S word is way uh, worse. They're S- both pretty bad. Oh, SEO sucks. And so, you know, you're like, you've got all these things, these decisions you have to make. And that is why we're having this kind of quick little mini series, this conversation with Aga. And then spoiler alert, next week we're having, can we say it? Yeah, yeah come it. on. Yeah. Okay, now you go. No, it's okay, you go. <laughs> Well, we got this interview with uh, these guys from Narrative, and it is awesome! Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, both Kyle and James are phenomenal humans, but James, who is the founder of Narrative, jumps in. Another great accent! They don't even know! Dang it. Gosh. He he jumps in, he absolutely blows my mind with his perspective on, on blogging and then on culling. It seems like to me like the next logical step for how to tell a good story is curating that story. So we're going to get there next week. But for right now, let's just settle in on this. If you decide you're going to be a blogger, you know, like Jared Fincher, husband and blogger, you're going to go there. <laughs> if you're going to go there, yeah. we've got we've to remove all the friction. 
Mm-hmm. And the friction is all of the excuses that pop up in your head. Listeners, you guys, I'm telling you right now, all of the dumb excuses that pop into your head as to why this seemed like a good idea five minutes ago and all of a sudden it doesn't seem like a good idea now. Yeah. And uh, I think that probably takes us, right, pretty pretty solely into the, the next yeah. clip. Yeah, if I'm coming at Aga and I'm saying, hey, I'm not doing this because I don't have time, well, check this clip out. Because it's like this diary. It's it's this story that like yes I I fully understand. You're not supposed to ask me the questions, but <laughs> I, I fully understand uh, that there's these concepts that we have to get to know. These these things like keyword cannibalization, right? Where it's like if you if you blog the same thing over and over and over again, right? Like if you blog engagement session in Manhattan over and over and over again, eventually you start eating actually away at how effective that blog is and your website is in general. There's concepts there. But people get so hung up in the weeds for that. They forget how cool it is that they have shot that many sessions, you know, like these people's stories. And so I kept them because I love the fact that I can scroll back through archives and archives and archives and see not just my galleries, but see the words that I had to write about these people and um, and the experiences that I had in real time. And I've always been a writer. So I love, I don't know, I love that that context. But... There's headaches to blogging, a lot of headaches to blogging. Um, building the blog is a is a headache. There's been solutions to that over the years that have gotten easier and easier, and I love that. But building the blog is a headache. Knowing what to write, I think, is often probably the biggest headache for people. Um, and then knowing which... I And I'd be curious as to... Especially the people in here, I'm looking for head nods. But knowing what images to select... It's like, you know, I, I deliver, say I deliver 150 photos. Should I blog all of them? Should I only blog five? Like what's the, what's the sweet spot? So before we dig in and actually like let people see these, what are some best practices from your perspective for things to like set us up to be successful with blogging? So I'm not sure. So... Uh, when it comes to curation, do you mean specifically of the images that you pick or everything? Yeah, let's start there and then let's start about writing copy. But let's start with curating, whether okay, images or video so, or, or whatever. So when it comes to curating, I think it's important that you feel free uh, to blog whatever you, <laughs> you want. So, I mean, unless the blog is really for your clients and you think that, okay, you know, you want to include some of the their favorite photos. But if you consider blogging more something like um, um, a shopping window for your own ph- photography studio, I would recommend to be as creative about your image selection as you are with shooting these images. And you can uh, you can really take it in a few different directions. So you you could go with the very kind of this cinematic approach, for example, and build the story um, really from these establishing shots where you basically take a wider shots and showing where you are, right? And then moving in closer and build the story that way. So this is a technique that's very known from, from the cinema and you can kind of follow it with the photography. Oh, I had a question. Is everybody kind of uh, here photographing weddings or photographing other kind of 
No, we've got you've got a you've got a pretty broad range in here, actually, of mm-hmm. like family photographers. We've got um, a couple of videographers in here. Um, okay. You're you're speaking to the industry at large right now. All right, great. Uh, so you could do this like like if your work is like not necessarily wedding, but in any way kind of photojournalistic. So whether it's like a um, or even like a little bit of lifestyle family photography, you can go from like the wider shots and uh, more establishing shots, setting up the scene to kind of more detailed one and then show a beautiful moments in between. Um, so this would be kind of like the most classic approach, I would say, to blogging. But you can also just do it your own way. And let's say that you want to focus on really beautifully designed pieces or even for me, I think a lot of the time in terms of the composition. So some some shoots I see more like, let's say, in triangles and some more in curves and shapes like this. And you can curate the, the images just going by that uh, or by going with a specific color palette too. Uh, or you can do something, uh, just pick your absolutely favorite photojournalistic images and put them completely out of order. You can uh, blog from the oldest, the latest image to the to the newest one. You can do whatever you want, but just try to keep it fresh. Try to keep it exciting for you. And I think that's that's really the key for it here. If you're like like making a blog post and you're like, okay, this looks really bo- a bit boring, which boring is a funny thing because the images might be really good and technically correct. But if you're not excited about that blog post, try to mix it up and get out of your comfort zone a little bit. So I think what I just heard you say, which I, I love so much, is like a lot of times I feel... Uh, let's relate it to something, again, I think we're all going to we're all gonna understand. When we're posting on Instagram, say we're trying to build a carousel, right? And it's like you always have this panic moment of like, okay, what's going to be your first image? And then we're going to swipe and do I do like my next best image as the second image? Or do I just hope that they'll swipe twice and maybe I do it as the third image? Or do I clickbait them and say like my favorite image is at the end? That way I make them go all the way through. Um, I, I, I've learned over the years that like my, my best technique for blogging is not getting hung up in the context of simply telling the people's stories on the other end of my camera. Because if we're not careful from a, from a verbiage perspective, you end up kind of telling the same story over and over again, right? Like Kate walked down the aisle to John. John smiled. Uh, John had a ring for Kate. Kate and John kissed. And then they walked back up the aisle and I took pictures of the whole thing. And it was great. The only people that want to read that blog are Kate and John because everybody else has read that blog 10 million times. We've all watched the Hallmark movies. We know how it turns out. But I love what you just said because I think that that sort of drives us into the idea of copy as well. If you're creative enough with your image selection. So like maybe from this wedding I'm or from this shoot, I'm only going to select images that have a lot of movement in them. And then I'm going to talk through like then that inspires the talk. Like that inspires the copy, right? I talk through like how much movement was a part of the shoot. Um, and I, so I love so much. You could select your favorite images from three uh, different shoots that have the movement in them too. And just talk about why do you like the movement in, in the images and give people a little insight to your world too. 
So, okay. So then, then this is where people get like that, that, um, the writer's block shows up, right? Mm -hmm. Because then people start tripping over themselves and saying like, okay, who on earth is going to hit Google and is going to Google search photographers with great movement concepts? Like, how do we then relate from an SEO perspective? How do we then take this great concept where we've, we've come up with creative images, we've got great copy, we're, we've, we've finished a blog that we're really proud of. How do we make that relevant to, um, to Google so that anybody ever sees it? That's a great question. <laughs> I, think, I think it needs to be uh, related to kind of the client that you would like to work with. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're into something like movement in the images, right, you can maybe do, uh, make some references to photographers that you like, uh, or to maybe more fine art work, right? So you're trying to bring in some topics that people might kind of look for the specific style of images, right? Like, how would you, really like if you were looking for something like say hey i want like a photographer that has like some feeling in the images and movement and you know somebody's gonna google that i think um Mm -hmm. i mean and and of course i'm not saying that you need to entirely replace uh all of your uh blog posts that talk more about the location or the type of weddings by the um, uh, by these conceptual blog posts, but you can definitely, uh, and if you really want to just keep it simple, then that's also great. Uh, but I just say like, if you're not feeling maybe so excited about blogging, like try to make it fun for yourself and then, uh, then it will follow. I would probably, I mean, uh, I would probably write a little bit about like, um, when it comes to SEO, maybe nostalgia in the images or like the, like something romantic or bohemian, I would use these kind of words and then try and try to kind of, um, think of what the, what words the images bring to me and then try to link them together. Mm, I love that. So I, I mentioned, and then I have, I have something we're going to actually ask everybody that's, that's sitting in here, like from the live audience to chime in if they'd like, but um, I mentioned in our quick call last week that I love to um, to build resource blogs into my blog. So it's like if you just look at it from a chronological perspective, maybe every three or four, but there's not there's not a hard set rule to that. But maybe every three or four are are blogs that are really intentionally meant for people to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know things like how to uh, how to build uh, a dream wedding schedule. Or how to prepare for a bridal session. Or if you're, if you're hiring a family photographer, we're spitballing here, but if you're hiring a family photographer, what are the five things that you, you need to make sure that photographer checks off the list for you? Um, and they're just resources that are, or, yeah, yeah. There, there's so many to- and it, it's not only like a great SEO opportunity, but I think a lot of photographers, you know, they feel quite kind of passive about like, how they need to get things done. Right. And this is really great opportunity to educate, uh, like your client. And I think if I was to hire a photographer, I would definitely read those (laughs) on their website to get prepared for the experience too. Guys, I can tell you this, completely tell you this. 
I built an entire blog with her. It was the first time I'd ever done that. I did it live for, for, our, for our students over in the small groups. I built that entire blog. I bet it took me, uh, I mean, obviously image selections had already been done, but I bet it took me 45 seconds. Yeah, I'm not so exactly. much. That's so much quicker. That just strips the whole, I mean, for you to be like, I don't have any time. There's like, that's not an excuse anymore. It was just wow. done. And, and I love the fact that she is so quick to be like, you know, hey, just get creative. Like whether yeah. you do these in, in a way that's very chronological, um, like you're trying to tell it like a movie or whether you're doing it, you're just kind of taking people through the experience of being on a shoot with you uh, or, or it's, a, it's a resource like we keep talking about, right? Where it's like yeah. these images, the images might not even be the important element. Maybe it's, mm. it's the tips. Yeah. Anyway, so. Well, that gives you, I feel like that gives you room to be creative, right? Like, because it's so easy for it to kind of come together. Like, I feel like that like, just gives you space to where you're you're not fried by the time you're done with the blog where you're like, I'm not really going to post this because I hate it and whatever. But uh, man, okay. Well, I'm, I'm getting convinced that I might need to give another stab at this blogging thing. Man, I really think you should. I, I'll tell you this. Um, we've, we've done this together for so long. I think you probably already know this. I hate building reels, right? Like I hate it. It's, it's so frustrating for me and it's so clunky. I feel like Instagram took all of the joy of, and I I don't, I'm not just trying to talk horribly here to meta. Sorry, everyone, Mark, we're still buddies. Um, Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, but they took all the joy of editing video and they washed it down the toilet and it's just horrible. But you know what I did always love? about Instagram back when it was super relevant, I really loved carousels. I thought it was the coolest thing that Instagram ever did was the ability to tell a short story with a series of photos. And then, you know, all the other cool like apps came in, like scroll came in, right? Where you could like connect them and, and, uh, and unfold. I had a conversation the other day um, with Sean from unfold uh, from Squarespace. And they're oh, yeah, doing okay. even, even cooler things now. Now really? you can do like Man. these crazy swipes. It's just hard to keep up. It is It's. It is impossible to keep up. But here's what I know. <laughs> okay. The world is fascinated with stories. We're mm-hmm. fascinated with stories. That hasn't changed. No. We're, but what, you know what we, what we don't care about anymore? We don't care about the one-hit wonders. There's too many incredible images out there that without context... You're not stopping me in my tracks anymore. And so I think blogging is, it's a way for us as artists to get back to telling the stories of the the people that hire us. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. I like it. Are you convinced? Here's what I promise you. By the end of next, the next episode, this is clickbait, everyone that is listening to this. By the end of the next episode, you will be convinced. I promise. You're going to join me back in the blogosphere. And let me give you one more little tidbit before we kind of sign off and and get away with this. I realize this was sort of a different episode because this was us sort of spitballing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. But one more little tidbit. You guys don't have to commit to being a blogger and just put it out there and see what people say. Do you remember, Jared, when we had this crazy idea we were going to start a podcast? Yep. That was wild. That was stupid. Because now everybody asks us every week why we haven't posted a podcast. We're like, Hemmed in. It's a lot of pressure. And we didn't even put podcaster in our bio. I did. Mine says it. So 
Dang. Okay. But it took me a while to do it. Y'all, yeah. you can dabble with this stuff. You can play. So here would be my suggestion. Jump over. I think PickTime is an incredible resource for this. I'm yeah. so grateful for Aga and her time. But jump in and just dabble. Just play yeah. with, with storytelling. Got nothing to lose. Yeah, for sure. You're not going to be losing a lot of time. So, But here's yeah. what, what we do need you to grasp is the world is changing and social media is changing. And instead of being on the back end of that, like begging to stay relevant and catch up, just trust us. All the cool people in, uh, in over at Photoco that are playing with this, we're all loving it. And so join us over there and uh, be a part of that story too. Come on, come hang out with us. It's totally worth it. And uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. And yeah, you got nothing to lose. That was so not convincing. This is the worst episode we've ever done. No, that's not true. There was that other one. You know the one. I know the one. I, you know the one. Hey, guys, thank you so much for investing just a little bit of time with us. Yeah, like I said, this has been a different episode. It's been a different episode on purpose. One, because Jared is like my best friend, and I don't ever get to just like bro and let you guys hear it. Dude, we always just have so much like... Can I use, you know what? I got a compliment yesterday from Tom Wright. I sent him over one of our curriculum videos and he said, and I quote. Do it in his voice. You got to do it in his voice. I, I can't. Uh, I don't know I'm how sorry. to even say it. But he said, and I quote, you are too refined. I think we need to be less refined. <laughs> Something well, I never thought I would success. say. <laughs> we did it with this one. All right. <laughs> This is your slightly less refined version of the Photographic Collective podcast. Uh, Jared and Miles and our sweet friend, Aga from Pick Time. Thank you, Aga. Aga, thanks for being awesome.